Hey world, I'm Sherry, but people call me Switz. I played Division I collegiate basketball and played professionally in Switzerland and Romania. After playing ball, I moved to Brooklyn and met fashion designer Kimbali at a New York City party. And the rest is history. We are giving dope individuals a platform to share their journey and connect shared passions around the globe. Welcome to the Kimbali Podcast. All right, everyone, welcome to the Kimbali Podcast. This is a show dedicated to elevate dope individuals, share the journey they have been on, and connect people around the world with shared passions. I am your girl, Switz. The gentleman dancing behind me in the background, that is Alex Staub. This is a comedian, a host on Men of Doozy, self-proclaimed phenomenal beard grower. I see that coming in. Line producer, performed at all of the famous New York City comedy clubs that you can think of. So basically what that sums up is, this is going to be a hell of a show because if you have done the comedy club circuits in NYC, I know you've got stories. So as excited as I am to get into that, this show is all about, like I said, uplifting other individuals, sharing their story. So we got to start with baby Alex. Tell me like where you're from, like where, where did this passion, like how did it start? When did it start? Like take us back back into time. I, I also just remembered this. I'm also a published poet. And you're so, a published poet? I'm a published poet too. Yeah, I was uh this was like high school, I think. I wrote a poem about my dog, my childhood dog right before she died. Oh. And it's a te- it's a tearjerker and um I submitted it for something. No, my English teacher was like, "This is crazy. I'm submitting this to like a someone." And uh, yeah, it got published in a book and then I got poet of the year with that company or something like that. What? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Already with the stories. All right. Well, first and foremost, you're already talking about high school and everything that you used to did. So wh- where did you grow up? Where are you originally from? Um, from Massachusetts. Oh God. Are you I'm a, a Boston I'm a mass fan? Hole. Yeah. You're a mass hole. I'm a mass hole. As they the say. gold mic gave it away. I'm not going to lie. I'm just Is kidding. that what it's, it is? It's pimp. You know, it's pimp as fuck. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a thing you it came like I was like I, I got this on Amazon, right? Great price. And um sure, I blame like, it oh, on Amazon. Me, give me the gold. See, because you get the little you get the little condom thing on it, right? Yeah, yeah. G- you know, it's COVID. I gotta have a condom on it. Mm, you know? mm. Gotta uh-huh. be careful. That, yeah. Like everywhere I've gone where there's mics, they have the little condoms over them. So you can't get COVID if you wear a condom, is what you're saying? Uh for the through the mouth mic to yeah, mic. Just wear a mask. Told. Yeah. If you wear a mask and a condom, you'll be fine. <laughs> Protected on the top and the bottom. Right. Um, so you're originally <laughs> from Massachusetts. Yes, um, ma'am. So were you like the the class clown? Like were your parents always getting calls about you getting in trouble? Like was comedy since birth through elementary middle or d- did it happen later? Like how did this, how did you blossom? How did you transform? You know, I feel like, I've always kind of been like this. I feel like I'm, uh, this, this is weird to say, but I literally feel like I'm, uh, like my soul is like the same person who I was when I was like five. Uh-huh. I'm, I literally feel like the same person. And uh, yeah, I was like in, in the family, my like home family. I'm always the one making everybody laugh uh, in school. I was always the one making everyone laugh. The teachers hated and loved me at the same time. They want like I didn't do that well grade wise because I just didn't care. But I also like wasn't going to school because I was like I would take uh, like months off each year and just perform like 10 shows uh, 
in theater a week in like Boston. And like, that's what I wanted to in do. In high so, school? Uh, yeah. High school. And middle you were school. already touring in middle school and high school. Yeah. I was, I was a little child theater star back in the day. Get out. Like, and you took months off. Did you have the support of your parents or are they going to find this out? Oh yeah. They, they watch this episode. <laughs> oh no, no, no. They, they want, they wanted it. They, you know, they, they drove me there every day when I couldn't drive. And then when I finally got a car, I was driving. Yeah. I did that all the way up to senior year. I was doing, uh, yeah. Cause I hated school. I knew what I wanted to do. And that was just to be in entertainment. Um, and, um, I, I just felt like I was benefiting outside of school rather than like learning math and i mean you got, i mean know your math i guess but i don't know the times tables and i'm still doing fine you know what i'm saying i mean you're um, here so, so yeah. did you know in middle school you knew, in middle school i'm doing this for the rest oh, of my yeah, life oh yeah elementary school uh i would elementary. and the teachers hated me because i would i would i i always love i love making people laugh and like feel good about themselves um and just be in like a good mood i like i like being around that energy or if people like aren't in that energy, I like trying to like see what like makes them laugh um, or just like have fun. Cause that's, that's the, uh, I mean, that's the best state to be in, you know, just to be happy or like be around someone who makes you feel, you know, amazing. I, I couldn't uh, agree more. Like why not me. be positive? What's, what's the alternative? Just be negative, negative? miserable. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. You knew that you wanted to be, in the entertainment since elementary. And then you were already touring in middle school and high school. So what happened after high school? How did, how did you keep going on this path and pursue it? Well, um, I was, I was a big, like, you know, actor back in the day. And when college came around, I, I was like, well, I could just go to college for acting, but I was like, you know, what? I already have acting in the bag. I don't need to, you know, learn, Confident fellow, we have. Yeah, I was here. like, I already I got that I in the bag. I'm fine. I mean, I, I can, I, I can act. I was like, I can act. I don't need to waste money on just more acting. I was like, what can I do? I was like, what do I want to do? And I, I, I love creating my own stuff. So I would, um, I was like, let me. And I wanted to do more like film and television stuff. Um, so I was like, okay, I got the front of the camera down. I want to like be behind the camera and just learn how to, you know write direct produce star and like my own tv show or movie you know aka so you can make your own alex Stobb tv show pretty much basically yeah i mean uh, there are so many big stars that do it you know i mean so i i so i wanted to learn the whole behind the scenes of the the industry so that i could you know show up to a set one day and be the star of it and the creator of it but also know you know also, I know what everyone's jobs is down to like the PA getting coffee. You know what I mean? So like I can just I can move everybody and just know what's going on. And, and uh, you know, that's that. Yeah, that's the goal to have my own show on a, on a network. Good for you. So whenever you were learning the behind the scenes, um, producing and everything you were getting involved in, is that whenever you were also still like on the New York City uh, comedian club circuit? Is it? Yeah, like, so did I that was... happen at the same time? Yeah. So I, I always, um, I didn't want to just focus on, I, I still didn't want to lose the spark, you know, of, of acting while I was doing learning about the whole behind the scenes. So while I was, you know, so I, I told myself that I, if I'm going to learn everything behind the scenes and build that up, I also still need to be building up, you know, the acting as well. So, um, 
And then when I came to New York, I, I took a, everyone told me I should do comedy. And um, I took a shot at it and did my first show. I did like three minutes, um, but it was good material. I, I don't know. I, I, all my friends were there and, um, you know, I, I, I three minutes. That. It sounds so quick, but for you, that probably felt like a lifetime because oh, it was yeah. like no, everyone in the crowd. Yeah. Cause it was, cause I'm, cause I was, I'm used to like being on stage. So like the, the, the crowds and whatnot is like, I love that energy. Um, but like to like tell jokes and whatnot and like have format and everything. And it was, uh, you know, it, I, I was, I was nervous for that, but it went really well. And, um, there was this girl who was uh, kind of like a scout in the audience. And uh, she approached me after the first show and was like, Hey, I do this other show at the Broadway comedy club. Come, you know, do little spots here for us. And then, you know, we'll see how you, you go. And I started doing shows with her and then other people saw me and then she referenced me to people. And then I went to just start doing, it was just meeting people and knowing people and just, just doing it you know, as often as I could, because it was, it was addicting. I loved it. And the rest is history. Isn't that what all it happens? Like it's one place where you meet someone and then like all the connections just start flying about. And I, I gotta be honest, I'm so happy that I have you here because I absolutely love stand-up comedy. Like I was a regular at the Eastville comedy club. Um, I think they moved to Brooklyn now, but I, I would always go like on their Friday or Saturday shows and they were either like wildly amazing or like a ton of people bombing, but it was still just entertaining no matter yeah, what. You I know love, what I mean? I, yeah. I love watching people bomb. I love it. Do you help I them out it. at all and like try and give them a laugh or two? Or are you like somebody who's also like, boo? Oh no, I say nothing. I say nothing. I don't know. I don't help people out. I don't help. I sit there and I'm like, Ooh, I love, I love the cringe of things. Right. Like even when up there, um, so I, uh, I've bombed a couple times, um, but it's only because I didn't have my material locked down, or like I was trying something new and I didn't have it uh, locked down enough. Otherwise, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm usually fine. But, um, but yeah, bombing sucks. But it's also, I don't know, I enjoy it's part it. Part of the Man, process, I, I, right? It's part of the it's process. Part of the, yeah, it's part of the process. Um, but I usually just, I mostly just do like crowd work. So it's, it, that's just off the fly anyway. So um, that's, that, that also, that's that also usually helps. the funniest too. Like yeah, people that, love just picking out somebody and being able to be like off the dome, what, the, who they're with, what they're oh, wearing. Yeah. Is that your style? Would you say? Yeah. So, so what I started to do was, uh, cause when I, like, I started to see myself be like, okay, um, don't bomb, don't bomb, don't bomb, focus on the material. And then, I was just like, what is this, dude? You like, just be you, have a good time, go out there. And so I was like, you know what? And so I started to test myself. And I was like, because uh, I also, in college, I also did a whole bunch of uh, improv down in Orlando. So I was like with that uh, theater and whatnot for a while. So, so I was, I was, you know, I was good with the improv. And um, I, I told myself, do like one joke and then for like, the the last like two minutes uh just you know free just start just start talking to people or whatnot Off the riff just yeah. go yeah just do it you can only t i was like you can only tell this joke and th then you have two minutes of you don't know what's gonna happen so you better pull something out of your ass must it be was exhilarating oh it was challenging i love i love just like being in that unknown it's like oh what do i do uh and a lot of funny stuff is has happened because of it um 
there was uh if you go on my instagram i got some videos of like there was one time when i was like talking to some guy and uh, i ended up just going he had like guacamole like chips of guacamole and i ended up like going and like eating the guacamole with him and he was like feeding me guacamole and uh there's just like weird stuff has happened during uh I was like hitting well, on now some I'm gonna moms. have to check it was, that like, out. It's, but it's all funny, yeah. Well, pull back the curtain for me a little bit, if you will, for everyone okay. watching, because a lot of those don't a lot of people don't know. In the comedy world, people are usually testing out their material. And like what you've heard them say is something that they've already been doing on the circuit and perfecting. Like people don't understand, like it's a grind, it's a job. So maybe not for you because you're a you know, excellent actor. And you're great at improv and you don't need any training. But for, <laughs> yes, but for some perfect. of your friends, yeah. But for some <laughs> of your friends who are like are, are doing it the other way, like and these other great comedians have, you know, perfected their work. Like describe that a little bit of what it's actually like, you know, behind the glitz and the glamour and everybody's like laughing at your shit. Yeah. And like how you how you test that and like how that is at like you've heard the joke for the first time and you're laughing your ass off, but that comedian has probably told it 20 times at different clubs, trying to see how yeah. it hits right. Yeah. Well, it's a rush too. Um, when, when you get a joke just right and it's like a great opener joke, um, and it gets a laugh every time you're hitting it, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's addicting for the, the comedian. Yeah. It's um, like being in the zone it, yeah. since you've done it's like, so many- it's a, I've seen you, right. So you play uh, basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So it's basically like, um, uh, you uh do you have like a favorite spot on the court where like you like shoot a three-pointer yeah i'm a self-proclaimed mid-range assassin the lost right. art of basketball everybody's <laughs> okay, dunking like their threes right. elbow to elbow like yeah. you put me on a court anywhere like i'm probably gonna be nine out of ten yeah so it's it's basically like you setting up the perfect uh shot for like in, in like you in like your favorite spot for like that three-pointer and and that feeling when it goes in Every single time, that's what that's what it's like when like because uh, that's all you. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I love that's how you made it relate to me. Yeah, I, I love see, that. I feel, I, yeah. This is what you do. Like you're yeah. you're watching in this moment yeah. what this guy does. This is it. This is the secret sauce. You got to make it relatable, right? You're letting people in on the secrets. Well, yeah, Since you've been on the New York City club scene, I mean, I know you got stories. Like, come on now. Don't leave me hanging. Like you've seen some crazy shit. You've heard some crazy shit. You know, there's all these TV shows that like make it funny, you know, and it's like sitcom worthy now. And you've lived that. So yeah. what are some memorable stories of, you know, being on the New York City uh, comedy circuit? Um, the first one that comes to mind is. Uh, um, I was doing a show and um, I wasn't I wasn't performing, but I was kind of like watching um someone else perform and i was kind of like in the back and this guy comes back from the bathroom an audience member and he's so drunk and he's walking through like the crowd of people and he just falls and he takes this one table down with him and just all these like food and drinks just go flying on like everybody and he's getting up and he like he goes to get up again he like puts his hand backwards and he puts it on another table and it just pushes that on on people. This guy made a, a huge mess during the show, and it was I thought it was hilarious. It's it's mostly most of the stories are just drunk stories, 
Um, but, I mean, but those are what did the what did the person on stage do? Like the person trying to be the comedian while actual comedy is happening in the stands with this drunk individual. Like, did they milk it up? Did they like never mind? I'm wrapping it up. Just watch this guy. What did they do? Yeah, no. So he uh, they they so they shut it down. Uh, and he was more just like, whoa, someone help him. Blah blah blah. I would have been like, yo, <laughs> I would have just started laughing because that's good. That's I mean, but that's comedy content right there. That's content. That's all content. Well, since um, you're in the comedy world and you've probably grown up on some of the greats, like I just got to say, like one of my favorites of all time is going to be Chris Farley, you know, uh, yeah. Robin Williams, R.I.P. So do you have any like go to folks that like you've one emulated their style or maybe they were just like ones that help you fall in love with the passion? Like who's like your your favorites? My um, my top three comedians. Um, uh and it's and and there's and they're just kind of like and, and these are like the top three, but they're all just kind of like at the same level for me. It's not like one. I like one more than the other. They're all kind of like these like my style is like the three of them kind of combined. It's um, uh, Bill Burr, obviously, you know, from from you got, you got that look. You got yeah. that look. I do now. I wasn't, <laughs> uh, I, you know, during the quarantine, I shaved my head and, and I love it. So I'm going to stay bald forever now. Well, I have to because I was balding before. But um, and then the second one would be um. Do you know who uh, Ryan Regan is? I feel like did. I feel like I've seen one of his on Netflix. Yeah, check out yeah. check out Brian Regan. He's 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 a clean comedian, but he'll take like everyday thing and just be like make it so sarcastic and just be like, this is stupid the way we do this. This is bo just, that's borderline Seinfeld right there. Yeah, the show like about that. nothing. Yeah, yeah, like a Seinfeld. Um. I don't really like Seinfeld, but uh, but Brian Regan, yeah, Brian Regan's like a Seinfeld, but but you I subconsciously like might like Seinfeld. I don't mean to I do. I like it, but I appreciate what he's done. Sometimes I, I sometimes I don't. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm sorry. I, I meant the show. I didn't mean. Oh, the, the show. No, the show's good. Yeah. Sometimes I don't think he's funny, and he misses the mark sometimes. But um, but I like I like the way he thinks of things and, and, uh, the content, but anyways, uh, then the third one is, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, love Sebastian. Yeah. Love yeah. Sebastian. Yeah. Great choice. Great. Yeah. That, so also the, some great Netflix specials you gotta check out. Yeah. The way he rants about shit and just makes fun of people. Like I love doing that. So I'm like a combo of like all three of them. Oh, that Pretty that's much. a great combo right there. And probably yeah. coming up all these people back in the day while they were making it, testing out their material, how to deal with some, asshole hecklers so i wanted to ask you have you ever had to deal with a heckler yes how tell me about like how did you handle it what did you do like was it ended in fisticuffs did you put them down like how'd that paint that picture for me um it was uh uh there was one time where i uh I, i'll give i'll give you there was one story where i got heckled and this is like early on and my, my the first time I got heckled I just I didn't know what to do and I just I ate it so bad and uh he kind of like took the show from me and I was like oh god I, that, I was like that'll never happen again but there was I was up there and I was like I was closing out um there was this headliner at Dangerfields and um I was supposed to do a guest shot uh, a guest spot in the middle of the show and um and the booker was like, oh, you're going to go on after the headliner. So I had like the, you know, the check spot. 
And so the, this headliner just crushed it, just destroyed it. And at the end, he goes, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Enjoy yourself. out." He literally was like, everyone was ready to get up and leave. And then the guy comes out and he goes, uh, the booker comes out and he goes, uh, we got one more guy for you. Um, if you guys don't mind just like waiting around a little bit. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Set me up for failure right there. And in the front were these like two big, like Tony Soprano type of guys. And, um, um, and I go up and, but he, he tried to talk me up a little bit. The booker, he was like, you've seen him on Conan and he'd call me central and whatever. And I haven't. So, um, <laughs> he just made it up. He did. He, he hyped me up as like, I was this big guy and I was like, Oh God, just so they would be like, oh, okay, let's see what he's got. So I go up there and I was doing well for like the beginning. And then one joke I have that's it's it's like a it's a really good joke, but it's like a little long. And I guess halfway through, um, the guy and for the Tony Soprano guy in front of me was just like takes out his phone. He starts texting, and I just remember the screen being so bright, right? And he's just on his phone texting, and he's like talking to his buddy, right? Like literally right in front of me, and um, and. I don't know. I, I kind of got out of it and like people started not to laugh. And I was like looking at this guy and, and he was just like making noises like, Oh, uh, whatever. Uh, and he was like, Oh, is this guy still going? Like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh shit. And so I, I looked at him and I was like, Oh, what are you? Uh, I was like, what, what are you texting there? And he was just like, um, he was, Oh, what do you say? He, I was like, who are you texting? Or he, no, no. What'd I say? What happened? He shit on me. Uh, he was just like, uh, I was like, oh, who are you texting? Yeah, you like talking about me or whatever? And he goes, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and it's nothing good, blah, blah, blah. Because I was just bombing at that point. And everyone was like, oh, whoa. And they were like, that's me. You shouldn't say that. And I was like, oh, shit. And I had a moment to just bury him. And I wasn't quick enough. And I and I just kind of like just I was going to say now looking back on it, you probably had a ton of material. Like oh you my said, God. Tony now, Soprano looking it's dude. Still, it still haunts me now. Do you want to get it out? Like you're the one. Look at you now with your gold mic, you know, looking, you know, you got the sexy look going on. Go ahead. Go go at those dudes that were in the front. Uh, fuck you. OK. <laughs> That's it. That's all fuck you got you. to say. That's it. Fuck That's you. All. And fuck you and fuck, fuck you. you. Thanks for fuck helping you. me out in the back, but fuck you're you. cool. <laughs> fuck you. I love that one, dude. All yeah. right. I thank you for sharing because, you know, it means a lot when people can be vulnerable. Yeah. But so what I learned from that after was like, OK, I need to be in control of the audience. So so that if anyone tries to heckle, I'm already like on Marty on point. I'm not I'm not. I know who, where everyone is, what's going on, where the vibe is, what's happening. So that if someone snickers something, boom, shut up, you little green shirt looking hobbit looking, what, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> gotta be quick. <laughs> you gotta be quick. You gotta be quick. You gotta be quicker than them to shut them down because people be like, whoa. Um, and so that is kind of why I started doing improv and, and crowd work because when people are watching the show and all of a sudden I'm like, well, what's your deal, bro? People immediately are like, whoa, uh oh, he's interacting with the crowd now. Uh, if I say something, because then, then, then if I start talking to Pete, the crowd, 
I'll get more comfortable and like mm-hmm. the wall will be broken and I'll just be more fun with it because then if someone would say something, I would have a quick response, you know, or like they would be talking about something, it'd be more interactive because people are, um, they're paying more attention because they're like, oh shit, he, he could call I might be me. next. Yeah. I might be next. Oh shit. I don't want to talk. I don't, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. So like if I have, if I start heckling the crowd, I get the 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 jump up on them. You know what Basically, I mean? Basically, stay ready so you stay don't ready. have to get ready. Yeah, that's how you don't get heckled. You heckle first. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, I kind of like that. I like yeah. that a lot. So I, the journey is just fantastic as far as you knew what you wanted to do. Uh, you pursued that. You've done things, you know, behind the camera, in front of the camera. Uh, talk to the folks that are listening. And it doesn't even have to be the same passion, you know, whether it be acting, whether it be doctor. And they, they just know early that they want to do it. Like, what is your words of advice? What's the blueprint that you would share uh, to stay on this path of where you've been? You're doing what you love. You got to like pimp gold mic. You know, you just drink in midday with me talking about yourself. This is it. This you is like, you are so jealous of this of this gold mic. I'm sorry, I keep, I said gold mic like three times. You are like, you are so mad. You're I like, know. Where's my gold? The next episode, you're. Probably I'm sorry. Gonna have I gotta talk mic, to the producers. Real, hey, hey, director, exactly. gold mic. Write it down next show. But yeah, yeah, like exactly. for real. Like how how do you give that advice to embrace the person that you are, the path that you want, and just to just go after it unapologetically. Um. <clears throat> uh. Stay just stay true to yourself. Love love yourself. That's like that's a that's the main thing right there. You you just gotta uh you just gotta really be your own best friend and just and just trust yourself and, and love yourself and just uh and just you know don't be ex- be excited to like try something new that you want to do without um you know because there's gonna be a lot if if you want to try something new. And it feels right to you, you know, in your soul. Um, st- stick with that because there's been so many times where I would have like a, a, a good idea that I thought was a good idea. And I'd be like, oh, this, I want to do this. And people would be like, no, nah, that's stupid. And they would start picking it apart. And then I would get conscious about it and then be like, oh, yeah, that is stupid because what's his name said that this would look weird maybe. And then I would just kind of, there's a lot of projects that I've just trashed and let go because I've listened to um, other people and I've stopped, I've like stopped doing that, you know, a while ago. And when I did, I started doing my own stuff. And if you, if you stick with it, um, you know, people will catch on or they won't. I mean, obviously if you have a bad idea, also realize when you have a bad idea too. Don't no just be like that shit. Go. <laughs> you know, if something in your gut is like, okay, blow up this school bus. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Go <laughs> be, get help. Be a good human being. <laughs> um, but speaking of projects, um, this is the part of the show where I definitely want to give you a second um, to shout out folks that have been watching, been like, yo, dude's funny as fuck. I want to follow him. I want to be his next heckler. Um, how, how can people follow you tune into the show? Uh, give us all those plugs that you have going on right now. Oh, is the show over? Are we done? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is where I want you to, to plug yourself. We, Ooh. we always want to end with if someone wants to continue on the journey. How do we continue to follow you? Like your, uh, if, if your IG, if your Twitter, oh, you yeah, end okay. the show you're part of. Um, <clears throat> well, my name is Alex Staub. Um, follow me on Instagram at Alex Staub. Um, 
I'm on, uh, you can check out my podcast, um, Men A Doozy, um, with my co-host, uh, Kirk Cause. Um, he's on Instagram at Kirk Cause, but go to, also go to Instagram at Men A Doozy. Um, check us out on YouTube. Um, and we, our podcast is all about just being more successful in life. It's like a tutorial type of thing, but so we're teaching you how to be successful and at the same time, we're also learning how to be successful in that subject. So it's kind of comedy, but um, yeah. it's, it's a good time. Um, we play video games. If you watch Twitch, go to Men and well, Doozy. Literally another episode that's going to be coming out is uh, a friend of ours. Uh, shout out to Kambali, um, who owns a basically museum for video games. Like, so basically everything you'd want to wow. play from back in it, like punch out super Mario Kart. So this is what it's all about. Like now I'm going to be a lot of him. money one day. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it is now. Now we're all going to have to link and, and we'll have a party. We'll play video games. You can go ahead up on stage and bomb. I'll heckle you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to heckle you first. <laughs> but I mean, did you already hear about, he was like, Oh, this is already over. Clearly he's in love. We've already connected. It's such a good vibe. <laughs> Everything's been such a good time. I just want um, you to keep staring at this gold mic, so you, I, I you know, know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hypnotized. I'm not even gonna lie, but um, yeah. I just no. Everything's simple. The plugs. It's just my name or Menaduzi. So go check that out anywhere. I love that you changed your voice too. And I was like, go ahead and talk about yourself. And you're like, so my name is Alex. Stop. Hey, <laughs> traffic on I-95. You so. went real Barry White on us, yeah, real quick. I'm never gonna give you up. <laughs> Right. Well, no, no, I love it. I love it. But <laughs> it, it, I, I can't even tell you how much of a blast it has been. Um, it's to the point where I'm like, I, we're going to have to bring you back. We're going to have to talk about it. Bring me back. <laughs> let's go. You'll be the first reoccurring person on the show. That, that, yeah, that's going to be pretty dope. Um, I could I come in for like two seconds, be like, what's up? And then bounce. It's like, just be, we could, we, let's come up with like a reoccurring. I could be like the, the weatherman or something. You could be like, let's go uh, talk to Alex about what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, and you're going to come in with your red solo cup and your gold yes. mic and then just flash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd be like, weather's great. It's like, uh, you better go back to you, you know? Well, I, I do say that this has been a blast talking to you, getting to know you. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. I hope everyone watching has learned something about following your passion, sticking to what you love. Follow your passion. Um, follow your passion. That's it. That's what he meant to say earlier. Yeah. And just, and yeah, enjoy yourself. That's what it is. I enjoy myself too much sometimes. Well, there's nothing. No, that's not true. (laughs) You can't enjoy enjoy yourself yourself too much, but um, I do want to say that uh, this is Alex Staub. I am your girl Switz. You're tuned into the Kambali podcast and make sure you check out all the other episodes. Have some great things coming. Thanks again, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the Kambali podcast on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kambali Podcast. Kambali gear can be purchased at www.kambali.com. That's K-E-M-B-A-L-I-I.com. And you can stay up to date on merch drops by following the Kambali brand on IG at Kambali underscore. New podcast episodes drop every Monday at 7 a.m. See you next week on the Kambali Podcast.